When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening to you wherever you're listening around the planet. This is The Driver's Seat. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and for what seems to be the first time in an eternity, the one and only Stephen Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Gives him a whack on the way in. I've been around. Come on. Are you sick as well? I'm always sick. No. You can can tell you've been in the flu tube traveling around. Yeah, I have been sick. I'm, I'm lucky to have a voice actually at the moment. So... Wow. Um, yeah, so un, uh, I guess unbeknownst to my wife in regard to my voice, she would be very happy if I came home without one. <laughs> I, this, is, this is the level that we've had, that we've gone to make sure that Stephen Johnson doesn't get anyone else sick. He, we put him in Sydney. Um, so there is, there is literally a state in between myself, Maddie, and Steve. So he's in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne. Maddie's in the Gold Coast. And uh, apologies to everyone in the 1170 office. Uh, if Andrew Voss is sick tomorrow, uh, we know who to blame. So. <laughs> Sorry, Vossy. I promise I'm not touching any of your stuff. All it's, of it. It's not like he's got a big weekend ahead or anything. So. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, uh, How's the vibe in Sydney, Steve-O? Is it, uh, is it up and rocking given that the NRL Grand Final's on this weekend? Yeah, well, there's a fair bit of, uh, you know, there's a lot of paraphernalia around in regard to flags and Penrith stuff going around and cars and all sorts of things. So it's pretty cool. Pretty yep. cool. They they sort of look at me a bit weird when I yell out, "Go the Broncos!" <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's it's really really cool. Obviously, very exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, you're not know, like many. I mean, game of football, cool. We love it. We love watching it. But we're motorheads. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, for us, the grand finals at Nimsy typically just means we're a week out from Bathurst. Yeah. Mm. So that's all that means. What what about Melbourne Town, Nimsy? Is it is it up and vibing? Is, is uh, the Pie Army? In full flight, or oh. are the are the Alliance going to take it on Sunday? Well, you know what, there are because obviously oh, a, Saturday, a bit a bit of uh, Fitzroy faithful are up and about, and uh, sure. they're, they're sure. all getting into it. And it's the twentieth anniversary of the um, the last time the Lions won a premiership, which was coincidentally against Collingwood. But you know, yeah, yeah. we're not here to talk about footy because let's face it, that's that's done enough on the twenty two other hours around the SEN network. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got to get to a motorsport, and if you want to join us, you can. 0433-981116 is the number if you'd like to join us on the temper text. But we've got to get to our guest because we talk about us jet setting all over the place. But uh, we've actually got Molly Taylor. She's actually in the country for once. It's bizarre. Wow. But if, yeah. you, if you're wondering just exactly what Molly's been up to uh, the past couple of months or so, uh, here's a quick snippet of the highlights. Give me the green light. Give it to me. Because I'm ready to go. 
Molly Taylor, though, for Veloce Racing out front. Taylor has done a great job with her teammate Kevin Hansen. And Veloce will win the redemption race here in Sardinia for round eight, jumping over the line for the finish. So please welcome back to the driver's seat ahead of her return to the uh, Australian Rally Championship, the one and only Molly Taylor. <laughs> You've got some applause. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, we, we <laughs> Molly, we only ever bring in the studio audience for the important people. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're primed up. We've given them party pies and sausage rolls. <laughs> in fact, I think, Nimsy, one of the things we may need to do with Molly in the future, because of your international travel and your international status, I think we need to start <laughs> referring to you as international superstar. Molly Taylor, because I see p people are doing it to Piastri. We've been doing it to Ricardo. And, I, you know, on your efforts on the world stage, young lady, I reckon oh. you are almost an international <laughs> superstar, Molly Taylor. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm flattered. Don't completely agree with you, but I thank you very much. Well, I'll keep doing my best. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Maddie. That's great work, mate. Now she's definitely not even going to notice me in pit lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. He's not going to. He's not going to give up on that. That's been about eighteen months that you, since you brushed him in pit lane, and he no. still can't get past it. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, I'm not going to lose that one down, am I? No. So Molly, how's it been? Because because it's it's a return to the the championship for you. Uh, you had a year off after winning the championship, and then. Uh, not not allowed to be discussed or won't be discussed publicly on air what happened with your former <laughs> team, but you have been uh, brought back into the fold. It was a year off. How has it been for you this year in the Extreme A Championship? As successful as the first year out? Yeah, it's been it's been so good to come back. Um, really, really enjoying this year, and um, the team the team's fantastic. Um, Kevin Hanson, my teammate, is you know awesome driver, but excellent to to work with as well. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we're having a lot of fun and, um, the, you know, it's super, super competitive. It just keeps ramping up every year. But, um, yeah, we're fighting at the front and um, taking taking a few wins and, um, yeah, we're in the fight for the championship coming into the, the final round, which will be early December. So, yeah, it, it's been awesome to come back and, yeah, find find the joy of it um, and, yeah, have some, some good results as well. So, um, yeah, definitely feel uh, feel happy to be, to be back in the fold. But, uh, yeah, also happy to, to do a bit more back in Australia as well. Hey, Molly, I mean, looking at uh, obviously Formula or, or Extreme E, I should say, is from the first year, obviously now third year, but um, give us an idea of the difference. I mean, obviously the first year, there's always going to be teething issues in regard to obviously the travel and, the, and what you've got to do. You know, obviously now it's much, much more refined. So um, obviously a different teammate as well. Um, we'll we can talk about the Hansons in a minute because, I mean, they are – you know, worldwide known in, in regard to rally cross, in regard to all sorts of stuff, um, uh, rallying family. So, um, like, is it, wouldn't say easier, it's never easy, but is it more refined now? Uh, the car's more refined, uh, uh, you know, as the travel and, and where you're going more refined compared to, to the first year? Because, you know, I think from what they've done the first time out uh, two years ago, now, two and a bit or two and a half years ago now. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. So it's obviously gone on leaps and bounds from there. Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible project and and such an ambitious one when it first started. That I think a lot of people thought, you know, how could how is this going to actually come together? And so it was super impressive that you know it did and and you know to have 
have the first season kick off and go to such incredible places. I think, as you say, I mean, like with any new car or new championship or, or new anything, there's a lot of development that happens. So particularly with the yeah. car, there was a lot of development um, after or during and after that that first year. So the cars now um, are much more reliable than, than they are. I say that and we had mechanical problem in Sardinia, but, <laughs> but on the whole... Um, you know, much more reliable, um, learning a lot about the sort of track design, the track layout, and the formats changing a lot as well. So it was a bit of kind of rally cross, cross off-road at the beginning, um, yep. probably leaning a bit more to sort of off-road, and now it's um, very much rally cross on an off-road track. So, all, you know, all the races we do, they're all head-to-head. There's no sort of time yep. qualifying runs anymore. Um, and then the level of, you know, having some you know massive massive teams and kind of the who's who of motorsport from every every motorsport discipline as well all coming together it's you know i've never been in a paddock that has such sort of royalty and i think the status of that is um i mean i, I don't know if it's recognized much back here but you know over there you know you're lining up next to sebastian Loeb in the paddocks with carlos saints um it's just these you know, incredible names that are all involved. So with that, the progression of the series is getting, yeah, really competitive to a much, much higher level. Um, and, you know, still going to lots of different locations as well, some the same, but um, I think what's been so good to see is, you know, it really, it, it wasn't something that just came in and, and lost its legs. It all is only sort of getting stronger and stronger and, and that's really only going to continue. And then um, in two years, there'll be um, similar similar chassis but hydrogen cars as well so yeah they're, they're still the rate of innovation and progression in the championship is just yeah unlike anything i've been involved with i actually wanted to ask you about that because for those who are listening that may not understand what extreme e it's essentially in super layman's terms it's electric rally cars with a very strong environmental theme undercurrent running through the series what do they like to drive i mean are they good to drive or are they, are they a bit of a uh developing thing are they hard to fix i mean are they exciting give us a, a give us a bit of an elevator pitch as to what these things are like to hustle yeah i mean they're like unique for sure and and different to adapt to they're i'm uh, just under two tons um so they're a monster um they can have up to 550 horsepower um but yeah like a big off-road suv um that's that's all electric so they're you know they're, they're challenging to drive in in their own in their own way um they wouldn't be you know at the cutting edge you know they wouldn't be sort of uh, i guess able to handle terrain you know like a dakar car would have or something like that um but the, the performance is is really good and um yeah they're, they're like they're good fun to drive but definitely i mean you hop from a from a rally car into that and it's a very different <laughs> beast to, to get your head around um but yeah so much fun and, and especially with all the head-to-head races as well um it's just it's just wild. <laughs> Any punch ups uh, in pit lane yet? In yeah. the, like you know, have you have you come together? Given that it's Take you know, a helmet off. Bargy, you know, have you have oh, you threatened to someone? walk up and punch Sebastian Loeb right in the kisser? <laughs> oh wow! No, no way. I would be. Uh, um, yeah, no. I'm still can't even play. I'd play it cool around him and Carlos. That's my biggest. <laughs> oh really? Do you do you still the play battle. the Do you still play the awkward little girl? You're my oh. hero type thing. Like, I try not to. Like, I'm trying to play it cool. I don't want to let them know. But deep down, I'm dying. Yeah. I have so a Carlos walk... Saints edition Salika in, 
in my garage at home. I know. And I, I, I'm too embarrassed to tell Carlos. Oh, <laughs> I'd be showing him the photos. I'd be showing him those photos flat out. Look at this, Carlos. Yeah. Check this out. This yeah, exactly. this looks a bit different yeah. to the one that you drove in Perth years ago, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty, so you're it's kind pretty of, surreal. You're, you're kind of walking up doing that. So, Carlos, how about those Broncos, eh? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that one. I'll, I'll keep you <laughs> Oh, that's gold. Oh, hey, Molly, I want, to, I want to touch on ARC. It's very, very exciting news. You're coming back for the final two rounds yes. of this year's yeah. championship. Um, obviously, reuniting with Andy Sarandis, your uh, co-driver. Um, you're back, obviously, in a Subaru, which is great. We, we've always known you in, a Subaru, in Subaru colours in the Adelaide Hills Rally. In, was it mid, mid next month? Is it mid-October? Yeah, October. Um, mm-hmm. And the National Capital Rally uh, in November. So, for me, that's really, really cool. You coming back, hopefully giving the Bates boys a bit of uh, bit of curry and, um, and maybe even taking the win off your mum. You never know. <laughs> I know she's uh, yeah, she's holding some bragging rights over me. She just got the record for the most rally wins in Australia ever yeah, wow. of anyone. So um, yeah, she's officially the goat, and so yeah, she still she still holds rank at home. Um, but yeah, really excited. Um, I mean, I think ever since COVID, really been trying to make a comeback, and it's just mm. taken this long to um, you know to get something together. So really, um, yeah, really grateful to Subaru and Castrol for for making this possible and. Um, I mean, the car, you know, now it was, it's a few years old. So I think, you know, we're sort of realistic that we're running in the production category, but it's still a phenomenal car and um, just, yeah, that's my first love. And hopefully remember, we'll remember what to do and hopefully it's like riding a bike and, and it'll come back. But, um, but the car's actually in my workshop in Melbourne. So I'm sort of going through this um, realisation of being able to fly across to the other side of the world and turn up with my helmet and hop in a car and now I'm um, at the workshop at midnight fitting tires and stuff and it's getting it's a bit of it's a bit of a slap back to reality but but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey Molly, uh, earlier this year, uh, not everyone may know, but you got to taste a supercar and you yeah. did it at Calder Park Raceway. Now I am jumping back into my TA2 car to compete in our final round of the uh, TA2 championship at Calder Park the Super at the Series. end of uh, November, the uh, High Tech Hall Super Series. Tell me, please tell me, please, please, please <laughs> tell me it's going to be ready to race and it's not too bumpy and I'm still going to have the uh, the fillings in my teeth when I'm finished. I mean, is it normal to get air around the Thunderdome? <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, I, and, I, and I actually... I actually do believe the whole TA2 field is going to be doing some display laps around the Thunderdome, Stevie J and, and Molly. So that'll be pretty I am, cool. But, I am there to watch that. that oh, yeah. Cool. But the, the flat track down at You may want to lift the right arm up a bit, Matty. You may want to lift your right <laughs> arm up a little bit there, <laughs> The flat track uh, down at Turn 1, I'm, I'm, I'm having some minor concerns about. <laughs> well, we, we drove around just the Thunderdome. Um, we actually went around the, the track or part of the track in um, its – the Mighty Car Mods built this, like a Nissan Silvia with an LS1 in it and a lock diff. And like, that was one of the most fun cars I've ever driven um, in my life. But then, yeah, we went around the Thunderdome in Tom, so Tom Randall's Mustang. And it was mm-hmm. the Wednesday before of the Formula One Grand Prix week. Um, and, you know, we were hearing at that point how difficult repairs were on those cars. And it was, it was just, it was raining, it was just starting to clear and they let uh, Jack Doohan, uh, uh, Pierre Gasly, um, Esteban Ocon 
myself drive Tom's car around there, which I feel like <laughs> you could go wrong pretty pretty easily. Fair when company. You're not, you know, when you're not yeah. trying to uh, do anything stupid. So I was absolutely bricking it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so much fun. It was fair company, company though. Drop yeah. Just like, let, mate, let me just hang, hang on. Let me just uh, go downstairs and mate. just pick up those names that you just dropped there, Molly. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair names there. Uh, Gasly, Ocon, yeah. Dewan. You know, just me and the boys. Yeah. Oh Same yeah, around. like I won't name drop that um, that my time around the Sundome is quicker than theirs. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> so good. That is so good. And did you did you like the supercar? I mean, I, I know you've tested. I've heard you in other discussions um, that you have tested sometimes secretly, privately, that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, is, is Supercar, uh, could you see yourself doing an enduro one day with one of these things? Is, is that even on the thought process? Oh, I mean, like it was awesome. I mean, you sort of just get a lap or two and then you, I would love to, to give it a proper a proper go. Um, yeah. yeah, they seem just, yeah, completely different, but really awesome. I mean, I think, I, yeah, as you say, I, I did a test. It was back in, I think it was 2017 or something, like a, quite a long time ago with uh, with Brad Jones. And, and so, you know, we sort of toyed with it then, but at that point we were sort of quite heavily into the rally stuff and it was kind of a, you know, a decision between the two. And um, I had the, you know, the program of Subaru and, and sort of living my dream on that side. So I think, you know, always it would be an incredible opportunity, but I also don't underestimate what task that would be and sort of where I'll be starting from in my knowledge of this, that, well, that kind of world. So um, never say never to anything, but I don't think it would be, a, yeah. Um, I think I'd have a lot of bad habits from rally that I would need to, uh, need to fix before I uh, did anything, uh, anything special. Yeah. Hey, um, obviously, I mean, we haven't spoken to you since you took part in Dakar, Molly. I mean, we um, like give us an idea. How was that? That was that was huge. You know, obviously, the I mean, obviously, guys like Carlos and stuff that you you know through the Extreme E, he's a legend of of that of Dakar. I mean, give us a bit of a snapshot of that event. I mean, it, it just looks absolutely right. Like it's must be hard on you. You know, with regard to obviously your, your effort you're putting in through the days, the long days, the, the sleep that you got to get. You're probably in the middle of nowhere, I'm guessing. So. Give us a bit of a snapshot on that because that's a that's a massive achievement in itself. Yeah, it's it's completely nuts. It's it's easily the the most difficult event, uh, motorsport event that that you'll ever do. Uh, it's basically two weeks long. We cover about eight and a half thousand kilometres over those two weeks, and it's going all over Saudi Arabia. So, um, and the terrain actually changes quite a lot. So you've got sort of really rocky mountain passes, and then you have all the you know massive sand dunes that are like mountains and yeah as you say you're in the middle of nowhere driving for hundreds of kilometers every day um and then you can just imagine all the stuff that could possibly go wrong and usually a fair selection of that does um and then you're yeah you're out in the middle of the desert trying to fix things um on the side of the road and get back and um yeah we i mean it was an awesome experience and we had some really good days but unfortunately we just had yeah, a lot of a lot of mechanical issues um and so it was just yeah it, it, we were definitely on the, the challenging side of <laughs> of that event and i mean i think there was one day we were we had to wait for a wait for a, the support truck that runs sort of at the back of the field which carry more spare parts than you carry on the car and there was like a little hose that we needed um wow. 
literally yeah, sat in the, right. in the desert for three hours till the truck came, fixed oh. the car by that point it was going dark and we had about 100 kilometres of sand dunes to do in the dark um, oh. which was quite terrifying <laughs> Hey Molly what about, what about even the basic things for me like I mean you, what do you sleep in out in the middle of nowhere like are they swag style things are they tents or what I mean can, can you shower every night I don't know I mean give us, a, give us an idea because I've got to shower every night there's no way I can do that without showering every night <laughs> they do have um, they do have shower blocks in the, in the bivouac which is kind of the the sort of roaming home where everyone stays. Um, but, I, yep. you know, shower blocks with that many people using them, it's kind mm. of you know, pick your own adventure with that one. Um, oh, did you take your thongs? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you took your thongs to wear. Sounds like going to Falls yeah, exactly. Festival. Yeah, yeah, you learn those things quickly. Yeah. Glamorous. Um, we, we do have a motorhome for some of it, which is quite nice, but they do have um, some, like, endurance days or marathon days, they call it. So you go for a couple of days and they just – they set out like a campsite that you've got to get to and there's a truck that brings sleeping bags. Um, so when, you, when and if you get there, you get your sleeping bag and then stay for the night. So that was, I mean, one night it was, the weather wasn't great. So instead of sleeping outside in our sleeping bags, we were all trying to uh, take refuge in some of the organisers, you know, admin buildings and catering buildings. So everyone, it was like oh. sardines where everyone was eating dinner, then everyone was laying down next to each other and, it was like being back at school camp. We were all literally like you could turn your head one side and you'd be two centimetres from someone and, the, and him the other way. <laughs> and, uh, oh. So, yeah, it was quite, quite an adventure. So a little bit like SAS Australia, really. <laughs> yeah, like a nicer, a nicer version than that. Um, <laughs> definitely like in parallel in terms of how, you know, how hard. I mean, SAS was very hardcore and Dakar would be the closest. The closest thing to replicate that in real life, I would say. (laughs) There you go. Um, We're going to let you go, but, of course, it is grand final week here uh, in Australia, which means we're one week out from the big one. I know you're more than a casual observer of the supercars. Uh, We're asking anyone we can this week to give us their prediction on the Bathurst 1000 (laughs) victory. Will will there be 17 Camaros in the top 20? Uh, as as I recently heard on one presentation, a spokesman for Supercar saying that we are heading into what they think to be the most open Bathurst 1000 in history. Okay. Right. Righto. Good for you. Love that Kool-Aid. Uh, tell us about your 1000 prediction, Molly Taylor. You're oh, on the record. No way. I am staying out of this. I'm, I'm not getting drawn into, into this one. Smart. Like, Smart. You Until suck. Until they bring a Subaru, you know, no one's got a chance. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's well played. Well played. That, that, that's what you call navigating so you don't appear on Speed Cafe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go the pies. Oh, now oh that, there you go. Now, now that's going to be controversial. Pies. That's okay. going to be very controversial. Uh, look, Molly, before we let you go, there is a, there's, we've had a, a couple of texts come in, but this one uh, from number that ends in 446. So whoever did text in, make sure that you do put your name at the end of it. That, that just says, looking forward to attending the Adelaide Hills Rally and watch Molly take it up to the big dog. So you got a fair bit of support uh, that's oh, going to go God. with you to Adelaide as well. Thank you very much. But uh, Molly, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, hopefully next time we talk to you, it'll be, you know, a lot sooner and there'll be a lot less continents in between us as well. So uh, all the best and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks. Let's do that. See you later. <laughs> Molly Taylor joining us here on the driver's seat. And boys, uh, tell you what, Maddie, you, you just want to get all of our guests in trouble, don't you? She's Yeah, but she's <laughs> a legend, right? Like, I, you know, I know I was being facetious when I say uh, international superstar, but you look at the things that she's doing, boys. When we talk Piastri and we talk Ricardo and 
we talk uh, Jack Miller and that sort of stuff. She is working on the same plane. She is in that world. She is an international superstar in her chosen form of our sport. And uh, I, I, she doesn't get enough recognition. I think we should be incredibly proud of what she does. It is kind of cool to sort of see her back in the Subaru as well because it, it's iconic. Like, you know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of – um, like, you see shell colours with DJR. You see the Jim Beam colours – always associated with Stevie J. Yeah. Uh, even outside of a race car as well. But, yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, Subaru is synonymous, Steve. She's, yeah, yeah, Ford and Shell to the Johnsons, Brock, uh, Holden and Mobile to to, to Brock. And, and um, uh, yeah, Subaru and Molly Taylor and her mum with Toyota, absolutely mm-hmm. synonymous. And mm-hmm. I, if you're a brand, isn't that what you want? You yeah. want to be linked with a name like that? Yeah, she's a, she's a ripper. I, I love watching Not just that. Does. Not just that, I love how they're bringing in, you know, like the history. You know, like it's yeah. not just all about new stuff. We're bringing in the history of what's happened in the past. And I think that's what a lot of people love seeing and, and a lot of people really resonate to, you know, including yep. myself. Mm. So, we said it last week while you're on the plane, Steve, to know where we're going, you've got to know where you've come from and yep. you've got to celebrate that. Yep. Absolutely spot on there. But uh, get your messages through 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to join us on the driver's seat. Keep your text messages coming in. Oh, g'day, Frank. We'll take a quick pause for oh, the Oh, he'd course. be gutted, wouldn't he? That the Warriors didn't make it? No, Frank, yeah. he'd be, oh, he'd be gutted. He'd be absolutely spitting chips. but um, he, he would be spotting chops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you took that lead. <laughs> Back with more of the driver's seat right after this because we're going to get through our power rankings. From the Sandown 500. This is the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is great to have your company wherever you're listening around the planet here on the driver's seat. Uh, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, you can do it round the clock on our social media. At Driver's Seat Show is where to find us. On the Facebook. Instagram or X. Um, uh, or if you're listening live, you can text in 0433 98 11 16 is the number. If you'd like to get in touch, uh, a couple of these before we get to our Power rankings from Sandown. Uh, evening, Jets. Seriously, Steve, the Broncos are going to be like you this weekend. Stuffed up by my Panthers. Oh, that's from the big G. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what to say about that, but uh, obviously, the you know, I'm not a mass. I don't know the ins and outs of, of the NRL or the AFL, but I know how strong the Panthers are. So I think I think old Kevy's boys have got to... Got to do something special to beat them, I think, this mm. weekend. Um, there's a couple a couple more here, too. Stevie J doing his best Scafi impersonation ever. Uh, oh, ouch. Jeez, they're being very harsh on the old wow. text tonight. Wow. That's a crack. Uh, one from Frank that just says, oh, I'm beached as cuz, because the wires aren't in the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Uh, yes. One from our buddy Graham. Uh, evening, Nimsy, Maddie Mac, and Stevie J. Supercars today announced they're reducing the Mustang weight by five kilos and lowering the center of gravity 1.3 millimeters. How close are the Mustangs to the minimum? Uh, 1,340 kegs. And do you see the weight change helping the tire deg across longer runs? Oh, I've got a headache. I'm going to leave that to you, Stevie J. What a headache from thinking about that. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if they have a. A weight issue. Um, you know, I did hear about a, a 
a centre of gravity change. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't really know what that's going to do. I mean, I don't think they do, <laughs> to it's be one, honest. It's one but... of those, like, it's, it almost <laughs> sort of seems a bit like, you know, like uh, the propeller heads of some just sort uh, of gone, here you go, guys, give them the sheet. And everyone's like, all right, do it. Cool. Everything, they're, everything that they're doing is like, it's almost like me and a diet. Tried everything. <laughs> don't know if it's going to work, but I've tried everything. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like it's like a diet, you know. I mean, I eat all these cheeseburgers and I still don't lose any weight. Yeah, uh, the and then I change. Is... I change to a zinger burger. It doesn't do any it different. Doesn't do anything. Nah. I've gone more... yeah. from twelve nuggets to nine, and I've lost nothing. Nothing, um, Stevie. This this is the thing, right? We to me, it seems like now we're literally throwing theory mud and hoping something sticks. Lightweight doors, do this, do that. From what I understand, and I'm and I'm a I'm a don, so I'm not like you guys. From what I understand, in a straight line, the cars are pretty similar. It's when the car goes through a corner and it and it yours that it dumps aero off the side of the car, and that's ultimately then what fries the tires, and there's a discrepancy. So that's the kind of thing that needs like fundamental change stuff, not. Oh, let's throw some lightweight doors at it and lower the center of gravity. Am I yeah. am I wrong? Because I I simply, well, in my little knowledge, can't see what these changes are going to do. No, well, you're not wrong, but they can't. There's no way you can make a wholesale change between Sandown and Bathurst, or even for the end of the year. To be honest, there's no real time to do it properly, methodically, um, with facts and and information. Yeah. As I said so many times on the show, the cars need to go over to America to a wind tunnel. Do proper testing, fix it properly, yeah. come back, let's get racing. Well, there is still a fundamental issue with the torque side of things with regard to the engines. You might see that the top speeds are very similar, but yeah. the top speed's different to how fast it gets to that top speed. Well, it, it, did, it does seem that the wind tunnel is on, um, on the cards at the mm. least, or at least that there's been discussions about it. I did say yep. on uh, motorsport.com, Andrew Van Leeuwen uh, went and broke that story. Um, he's on an absolute tear this year doing... Uh, uh, just, shh, shh, don't don't talk about AVL breaking stories because if Tim Edwards is listening, oh. <laughs> you might get a swear laden rant. Oh, I don't think he be, uh, Timmy does across sound, the front of the bow. Tim doesn't sound like the bloke that'd do that. It's total bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, can't add much more to that. Thank you, Timmy. Are we going to talk uh, about that a little bit later yes, on? I think yes, we are. We will. We yeah, will good. in just a tick. But we'll you good. know what? We'll uh, we'll get through these texts first, then we'll take a break and get back to our power rankings. Um, but uh, here's another one too. Uh, Rob the Rang in Camden went and says, "G'day." Legends, Brisbane double this weekend, AFL and NRL. Uh, I'd, I'd, okay. That would be pretty good. And Brisbane would absolutely go off mm. chops if that was the oh. case. Uh, here's one, though, from Brad in Sydney. Evening, gents. Do you know if Scafie's mate Jamie is still taking 95% credit for the bills of the Gen 3 cars? I mean, with the cost blowouts, long repair times, failed steering racks, wheels falling off, almost zero ability to change brake pads in a race. None of that would change anything, right? Love the show, Brad and Sydney. Can't wait for the changes to the doors <laughs> to make all the difference to the Mustangs at Bathurst. There's a tad, tad bit of cynicism oh, on the old text line uh, tonight. And, and here's the thing. That's right? the thing. That's the thing, Matt. As you know, the super supercars and all the people within, I wouldn't say it's all of supercars, you know. There's there's a few that need a, a little wake-up call. But, you know, that's that. they're our fans. They're, they are... The bread and butter. Bread and butter. They yeah. are educated on what's... And they can, you know... It's quite easy to smell BS, you know, at times, and there it is. There, it's a proof. It's proof. That is proof. Oh. That answer. How is this doors going to make a difference? You know, I mm. know. Oh, Coming and straight from the fans. Given given that we all have 
even Nimsy, you within radio, we all have performance markers in what we do in our jobs. Correct. And if I got a text message like that about my performance at the end of the year, whether it's working in real estate or radio or, or racing or any of that sort of stuff, I'd be bloody worried because who keeps their job after those kinds of not not the premier of Victoria? He didn't keep his job; he's gone. I can because I can, they just keep racking up. I can tell you now too. All of a sudden, Sean Seymour seems to be the smartest man on the planet, doesn't he? <laughs> Seymour, who? He's at the back going, thank oh, God I got out of there. Like, oh, you beauty. Well, thank God. Well, yeah, or did he put exactly. a lot of it in place. Yeah. Well, I reckon that's probably about right, Matty. Mm. Uh, we'll get around to our power rankings in just a moment, but keep your messages coming through. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. It's the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. The Brownlow and the Dallium are done and dusted. I think the Dallium's done and dusted. No, it is. Uh, no, it's on its way. It's still happening now. It's still happening, that's right. But uh, yeah. we're going to get What's ta- a glitter? What's a glitter and high heels and tattoos and... So that's when you know the Dally M's on, when <laughs> yeah. there's glitter, high heels and tattoos, and that's just the ladies. Going to be going to be a lot of uh, tiny sandwich bags uh, left around the casino as well, Tom, going to assume. Nims Azor. I don't know what you're talking about. From, yeah, I distance myself from those sorts of inflammatory comments. Oh, that's ridiculous. Just small sandwiches. <laughs> um <laughs> I should put the allegedly blanket there as well. I think you. I really think you should. Uh, oh yeah. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you want to join us here. Lots of oh. people doing baking at the hotel tonight. There just seems to be baking powder everywhere. It's a little Sudafed. Oh four double three oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you'd like to get in touch here on the driver's seat. Straw sales are going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's bringing cash. Oh, 0433 lineups. Toilet. 0433 is the number if you'd like to get oh, in touch. You might be in trouble for that one. It's the driver's seat. <laughs> Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It's actually quite funny. So last week uh, we had Malcolm Owens uh, in the studio with us. And he was just chuckling away to himself during the ad breaks because I kept pushing the power rankings back and back more and more due to uh, text messages. And we'll do that after 9 o'clock, the power rankings, because we have to get out by 9 due to some World Cup commitments. But uh, we'll get to your messages. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you want to get in touch because uh, very passionate, as Steve just sort of alluded to before, the fans really are. I don't want to say that they're uh, they're super cynical at the moment, but they're just we're just worn out a little bit because we were always promised that don't worry, before Bathurst it'll be sort it'll be sorted by Bathurst, blah 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 blah. And I think Rob the Ranger, uh, who's in Camden, sent us a, a message and just said the real unfortunate part of the upcoming Bathurst. I'm more looking forward to the qualifying and top ten shootout on Saturday than the actual Camaro Cup on Sunday. That's un. And that's an extremely unfortunate in the state of play currently. Uh, a very succinct message there, Rob. Not delivered well, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but Nimsy, you, you say you don't, uh, you know, we, that's real. Yeah. There, there's no use. We seem to be, and Steve J and I talk about it every week, and we're concerned that we're sounding too negative. But we seem to be, if I look back on this week's reporting alone, where we talk about, Singapore boys and the reality that Singapore right now is like the kid in year 12, the hottest date in year 12. 
and the dopiest kid is supercars and he's been going around <laughs> telling everyone oh, I'm I'm taking the hot chick to the to the dance yeah, at the end of the dance to the formal yeah and the hottest chick i.e. Singapore's gone what why would we do that it's mm. never been discussed so and then even with Timbo we love Timbo but with Tim Edwards giving uh, the journos a spray, yeah, so the big... clearly knowing within 48 hours the announcement was going to be on that he's out. And then we, we – so we we even with Newcastle in the last 24 hours, it's all Newcastle, it's all new. The council does not want supercars. So here's, here's another one too. Um, and by the way, if anyone is listening in super club, in, in uh, Newcastle, sorry, uh, yeah. text in 0433981116 because give us, a, give us a feel of the pulse of the town because I know we've got a couple of listeners in at Newcastle that uh, like to tune in. So just shoot us a message, uh, 0433981116 on the text if you're listening live or at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook. But I just I just wanted to finish what I was saying there, Nimsy, hmm. is that just in the reporting of this week alone, even though Stevie J and I and you are trying not to be negative, we seem to be swimming in a river of media bullshit. Hmm. We're just getting fed these lines that things are this way or things are that way, that everything's great. As I said, I, I that that uh, I think it was on the Castrol um, uh, Motorsport News podcast where one of the supercars guys said, oh, we're heading into the most open uh, Bathurst 1000 yeah, Paul in its history. What? What? I mean, he's a, good, he's a good guy. He sounds like a really succinct bloke, but that's just utter rot. Yeah, if you that's haven't, rubbish. If you haven't heard it, I heartily recommend it. It's a very good – it's a it's a good companion piece to lead you in. It's a yeah. lead you so, into the driver's seat every Tuesday. Um, I don't understand why – why right now we're being fed all of this. I just don't get it, Stevie J. Well, here's one from the Big G on on the text line. Evening again. You can tell it's 2023, not 1993. If it was a Ford domination, things would be different, but a GM domination, let's close our eyes. As for the Tim Edwards situation, regardless of the situation, he had no right to speak to the journalist the way he did. It wasn't the journal who leaked the information out. Cheers, the Big G. Big G, I don't disagree with you about the journalist thing. Um, that was absolutely, and I'd say we we really liked Ted, um, but th- that was absolutely out of out of uh, order. You just can't do that sort of stuff. He did not cover himself well in glory at all. There, I'm not sure I necessarily disagree with the Ford versus GM thing. That's always going to be contentious because we've always got two camps. Mm. I'm talking the sport more holistically that we just keep getting fed garbage. And I, as a Fan Stevie J, I'm sort of getting a bit jack of it, really. I just think, yep. shut up, mm. just shut up. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is getting to the point where we, you know it's it's laughable. It's, it's just laughable. It's a lot of bickering. It's a lot of like there's no Ugh. substance to a lot of it. So we nah. just need to we need to reassess and refocus our our vision and and our our effort on the issue at hand, and that's within the whole of the supercar and the racing community is to fix whatever needs to be fixed and get these races yep, and get it and done. These, the racing going better for all of us. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, but keep your messages coming through. 0433981116. We'll give you a quick drag racing update uh, in just a moment. And after nine o'clock, we will do our power rankings from the Sandown 500. You're listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota.
Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We've got the uh, little cameras up at the moment uh, so we could all see each other in different studios and uh, the boys would have just seen my eyes bug out like a Car City commercial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I looked and I'm like, oh, oh geez, geez. <laughs> it's, it's for, for a Stevie J and I, it is genuinely one of our highlights of every show when we've actually got eyes on you to watch you absolutely brick it when you know you've got five <laughs> seconds to come back live. That's great. Um, but uh, quickly, we'll get to your messages in just a moment because uh, we got to welcome back uh, SENZ, who'll be joining us after the Rugby Union World Cup at uh, 9 o'clock Melbourne time. But uh, so also for Stephen Mordialik, he says, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Want to know what makes me spot chops? Go back a couple of weeks when the driver's seat was given the archer at halftime so we could listen to the Poms and the Burrows playing in a relevant game of Hit and Giggles cricket. Seriously, <laughs> way worse than the Warriors coming second. Don't worry, Steve, that won't happen this time around because they're joining us. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and where, where was Steve from uh, originally? Uh, Fakatani, I believe. Oh, there you go. An original oh. Fakatani. Um, orig- what, what, what do you call someone from Fakatani? Don't, 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 don't even, <laughs> don't even dare. Um, do you call him a... No, 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 no. Okay. Just quickly. Um, Fakatanian? The, <laughs> an original trucker, I believe. But um, just quickly. Um, the National Drag Racing Championship uh, has 11 rounds across 2023. Uh, just two weeks to go until the National Drag Racing Championship. Uh, back at Benarabee Dragway on October 7th. Entries and tickets are still available now, so grab them while you still can. Two head- weeks in a row, you got that right. Well done, mate. Benarabee. I had to write it phonetically. Uh, <laughs> but head to nationaldragracing.com.au to find out more. Entries and tickets are on sale now. Back with more. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We often give a bit of a drive-by to um, Formula E and whatnot, but uh, Stevie J's just played some uh, a bit of a bit of audio that has made me think, you know what, I, I found a way to spice up the uh, the coverage yeah. of uh, Formula E. <laughs> Why don't we, during the break, Nimsy, we'll look that up on YouTube and then we'll cut it, we'll play it in the next one. We're specifically referring to a driver called Dan Tictum, who is a British driver. And if we think of we think of Cam Waters uh, earlier in the year at SMP having a bit of a blow, wait till you hear bit of this. Well, wait till you hear Dan blowing up because he's he's about the royal, isn't he, Steve? He oh, is an absolute the, belter, the absolute <laughs> royal little brat, knob jockey, knob uh, with the biggest knob in history. There yeah, we, yep, and still got a drive though. There was yep. one, yeah. The line that got me is like, "Don't even talk to me." Yes, <laughs> yeah. have my I don't car want ready. F and hear it. <laughs> and then later see? on, wait to hear it later on, Nimsy. I think he's. I think he's. Guy, his little minder in the pits is named Roberto. He's like, or, or whoever it was, mm. make sure Roberto is there in the taxi ready. I'm going to be in in 15 minutes. I'm getting out of here. Jesus. <laughs> see, if you can, see if you can cut that up during the break there, Nancy yeah. boy. It might be, it's very funny. Might require a bit of uh, creative beeping and whatnot. But, um, Absolutely. Uh, right now, it is time to do this. The driver's seat power ranking. So this is a basically our version of the Dally M or the Brownlow medal. Uh, so Matt and Steve hand out a 3-2-1 vote for the driver they deem to be best on track. Now here's the standings before the Sandown 500. Uh, in P1 um, is Brady Kostecki and Will Brown, both on 18 votes each. In P2 is Shane Van Gisbergen on 10 votes. And on 
in P3 is Jack LeBlo- uh, Jack LeBlock. LeBlock. <laughs> he, he's the most, he race for? He's the most butchered <laughs> name every single week we do Jack the LeBlanc. Power Rankings. Jack LeBlock for uh, Mathstone Racing. He's got a bit of, you know what? If there was a different, if he was a little more, or a little, if you were a little less milk chocolate, mm. you, you'd be a bit of, you've That's got a, the LeBrox. You've got a dose of the LeBrox about you. A smidge of the JLBs. Yeah, you've got the, the bald bonts and a, a bit of the old uh, big work a, on the front. I, was, I could use a big sponsorship, I could tell you that for sure. Uh, it's the hot tip. Um, the Sri Lankan Jack LeBrock. <laughs> That's my ne- that's my new goal. Next time there is a, yeah. uh, an Erebus Open Day uh, next mm-hmm. year, I'm just going to get a photo of me and JLB just yeah. standing together like that and just see what yeah. happens. Um, if he goes, if he goes on a holiday to Thailand and gets a really good tan, spitting image twins. <laughs> <laughs> We, we'll do a side-by-side. Well, oh, you know what? I'll pop that on our Facebook and we'll see separated at birth and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, so we basically, like I said, it's a 3-2-1 over who who we judge. Now, it's got nothing to do with – it's who we personally judge as performance. So much like the Brownlow, it can get controversial and has been controversial before because we've had people like, oh, why don't you give it to Jamie? He got like – he blitzed it. It's yep. it's all about pref- uh, personal preference and whatnot. So, who wants to go first, Maddie? Do you uh you want to dive in, mate? I'll jump in, and I'm going to go one, two, three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the eventual eventual winners of uh, Brock Feeney and Jamie Wincup. One point. Yep. Triple uh, Eight car was good. They weren't anything exceptional, but they toiled away. And the really Big thing for me, Stevie J, was the value of having a co-driver who is clearly comfortable still being a main game driver because that move yeah. that he put down into Danny Long Road, that set it up and it was just all over Red Rover from there on in. So one point to Brock Feeney, Jamie Winker. Two points, this might come as a bit of a surprise, but Zane Goddard and Craig Lowndes, mm. you know, they were up something like 12 or 13 positions. 13 positions, yeah. 13 positions, that's right, in the end. And I just thought workmanlike performance. I thought they did a really good job getting that car up and running. Uh, and and for a wild card, yeah, I, I thought deserved the two points on that one. For me, star of the show, even though we gave him a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a whack on the way into the event, was Kevin Estra and Matt Payne. Three points. Uh, again, I, I thought Kevin, Stevie J, Kevin surprised me. I, how quickly he adapted to that car, his pace, the way he looked after the tyres. He was driving a Mustang, so that's not easy. Um, well, Steve I, actually w- w- pointed out that, like, you know, you didn't say that he was going to, you know, blitz it in the shootout or anything, but you did say that we would be surprised by him, Stevie. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Surprise me. So three yeah. points for me. Yeah, he's um, he's a uh, – I've seen him drive. I've seen what he's done in, in obviously – GT cars around the world, and you know he's fast. He's a he's a he's a proper proper operator, and he would have left no stone unturned to make sure that he was as prepared as he could be for that race, which is in turn going to prepare him well for Bathurst. Because Sandown, yes, if you're going to go good anywhere as a, an endurance driver from overseas, it's going to be Sandown. It's not overly technical, you know. It's straight lines, good braking. All you got to do is get used to the braking. Um, you know, and, and he did a great job. So, you know, it didn't overly surprise me. But uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to go one, two, three as well. Yep. Uh, Matty and yep. Nimsy. I'm going to give one point to Anton Di Pasquale and Tony Delberto. I think 
Uh, they did an absolutely super job. Up and no, it's not because, before before anybody says, oh, it's because it's your team. Well, it's not my team, no. Uh, they were up 12 spots. They were up. The only the only other person up further than that was SVG pretty much in front of them. So um, one point to them. And the only reason I'm giving them the one point instead of SVG is because um, they're in a Mustang. And I think that the Mustangs are definitely not... As yep. you sandbag easy a to bit. drive, yeah. yes. Uh, two points, Feeney, Wink Cup, same old, same old. Um, Brock did a great job, uh, Jamie did a great job, and yep. status quo, you know, I mean, up one spot, uh, whoopee do. Uh, I was, what was that? My, more than one, it was, t- it was <laughs> four, up, uh, four spots, it was up 10 spots, wasn't it? Which one, no, Brock, was it? Brock and it was up four um, spots, up four, four spots. spots. Sorry, so Wh- yeah, whoopee so, do, whoopee do, <laughs> same, same, uh, and Another reason I didn't give Shane one point, which I probably should have, but I didn't, um, is because uh, I didn't want to have three triple eight cars in the top three. So SVG uh, was P4 for me. Uh, CL and Zane Goddard for me, three points. Wow. And you CL, put the three. And the reason, yes, they did a great job. Wow. But I've seen the stats, boys. I've seen Ooh. the Inside. the full inside driver stats, sector stats, all of the breakdown of every single driver, which is what every team does to see who's sure. doing what. Sure. And CL smashed Zane Goddard in time and race runs. Really? Him. That's why Craig was in the car for so much longer at the start of the race than all the other co-drivers. Right. Um, and basically Craig was well inside the top 10 overall over, over everybody. Um, with his pace uh, over a lap and over the period of a, a fuel tank and a full set of tyres. So, yeah, so CL absolutely hasn't lost it. Debuted the same year as me. Go hard, old son. <laughs> Tell me, Steve, just on that, peel back the curtain a little bit. You say you've seen all of that information. That's obviously a triple eight team. Is that something that all of the teams and drivers get issued with as a matter of course, or is is that secret squirrel stuff? Is that is that DJR doing FBI work? How do you get vision? How do you get exposed to that? That's that's uh, basically uh, every team does it in their own way. It's not something right. that they get given. They all do their own due diligence on everybody and and right. get reports every lap time. It comes into a big graph. You can see them all in the graph. Who's good? Who's not? Who's good for a lap and then who drops away too much? Who uses their tyres? Who's good on f- everything? Everything. They know everything about every driver in that field um, and what their strengths and weaknesses are. So let me ask you this. if if And you may not be able to answer because you may not have looked at it. But question without notice. If CL was the best, who was not the best? <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I don't want to say the really worst, like... but who was not the best? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't look down that far, Manny, to be fair. Okay, right. Because, okay. you know, you've got uh, 26 cars and double the amount of drivers. So, yeah. one, of, one of those looking, 26 looking cars. down at 52 yeah. is, wasn't my on the, my list of priorities there. Also, but actually, the, main, okay. the main thing is because, you know, CL, obviously, he's been out of it full time for a while now, but he just... He didn't surprise me. I was just interested to see where he was, and, mate, he has kicked the butt of a lot of young hard chargers out there. 
Lansy also doesn't do like you know, so like you know how like um like Fabs and stuff does like a bit of Carrera Cup and ever yep. and Moth you know jumps in the Trans Am now and then. CL yep. doesn't do like he, does he do any other like he's not jumping no. in at QR in an Excel on a weekend is he? No, no, he did no. Cup, he did Cup Car two years ago or last last year or two years ago. Yeah, he did so, a couple of. He didn't do all the year, but he did a few like quite a few rounds. Yeah, did, yeah. I think didn't he? Um, I mean, talent's talent, right? Talent's just talent. He's got it, no matter it's what so age. so funny. He, he bumped into me in, in pit lane He bumped <laughs> when Jet was out for one of his practice sessions, I think on Friday or maybe on Saturday, mm. and I was chatting to him while Jet was on track. He's going, how's Jet going? He come down to have looks and, and just to make sure he's going okay. And um, and I said, oh, how are you going? He goes, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm starting the race. I said, oh, so you're classified as a co-driver? He goes, no, they've put me as the lead driver, so I'm getting no <laughs> laps. He goes, yeah. but, uh, and he goes, oh. I don't, I'm glad he can, he, you know, or Zane actually qualified. That's what he said. Zane qualified. He goes, yeah, it's good. I didn't want to do qualifying. I just want to do minimum laps. And then I want to get out. And then he can have the whole lot. He goes, you know, it'll be a bit of fun. But you know what it's like, Steve, when you get old. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what it's like, mate. So it was actually quite funny. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it. I'll get in there. Have a little crack. Have a bit of fun. Get out. And, then, and he gets to me after the race. He goes, mate. I was in there for about 40 laps too many. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is what, what I signed up for. It was hilarious. What was that? Because you, know, you know what? You don't, the invoice that you send in is not determined by the laps that you've done. So he just wants to get in, get out, send the invoice, the, the agreed other, amount. The other funny thing too is so like, because Lounsey, there was, I think there was, a, there was a signing session at the grandstand in, on Saturday. And uh, it, I, I can't remember what the schedule was, but whatever it was to get from the grandstand back to the paddock. And obviously when you're walking through, the, you're bumping into fans, you're taking photos, you're taking selfies and stuff like that. I Two things that, I, that, that really stood out to well, me. You at, 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 well, you are. You're taking, you're taking no, on no, selfies and no, making autographs. No, and uh, <laughs> it was very kind to everyone that did come up and say good day. <laughs> Also helps when you've got a giant driver's seat shirt on. <laughs> but but to be fair, uh, to be fair, everyone else is wearing their uniforms. Anyway, but like I, I saw a bunch of people swamp Lee Holdsworth, which was pretty cool to see, like just getting photos and whatnot. But I saw Lounsey; he was taking a bunch of selfies and things like that, and signing stuff. And then he pretty much sort of did the, like, sorry guys, really got to go, and. Like Roadrunner, he legged it from the grandstand. Sure. <laughs> Straight. I've never seen him. It, it's ridiculous to see. Like, you expect to see Craig Lowndes go fast at Sandown. I didn't expect it on two legs. <laughs> well, and the thing is, Nimsy, what you saw there with Craig Lowndes um, was probably about the half of what Peter Brock used to get. Oh, yeah. Brocky was even, but the difference between Brocky and Lounsey is that these days with the media and the TV and all and time constraints and all that sort of stuff, Lounsey just couldn't hang around. But but Stevie J, correct me if I'm wrong, but Brocky used to stay all night until the last person, and even his PR person, Plastic, his nickname was Plastic, occasionally had to grab him by the scruff of the neck and say, "Mate, you've got to get go. in the car." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's. You're right. The media commitments and so forth have got way bigger now than what they were back then. Yeah. But um, and and you could spend a lot, lot more time with the fans. Um, but don't forget, Craig had not only driving duties, he had um, TV duties. He yeah. had so much going on. So yeah, yeah, so he still spends as much time as he possibly can with the fans. But literally, when you're at nine fifty eight and the, and you've got. 200 metres to go and there's about 400 people around you and you, you've got to be somewhere at 10 o'clock for a TV interview or a, yeah. you've just you got, got to go. go. Sorry, I, guys, I've got to go. I'm not being rude. I've got to go. Me and um, uh, 
I had a word with Noons about this because it really caught me off guard. But uh, I don't know if you if you noticed this too, Steve, but there was a lot of people treating SVG a lot differently, like trying to get stuff signed and more autographs because I think it is one of those cases where mm. you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. He, he that would... could be on both sides, by the way. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if SVG feels that in a year or two's time as well. Yeah. When the reality of America hits in, yeah. where you've actually got to be a lot more fan friendly, whether he goes, wow, back in Australia, we would never have had to have done that. Mm. Um, we'll take a quick pause for the cause, uh, back with more of your messages. And we also got to talk some Formula One as well, because uh, some very, very big things happened at the uh, Japanese Grand Prix. But it's a driver's seat, thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We've got a full stack load of texts there. We'll get to them in just a moment. <laughs> is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> One of the texts coming through, driver's seat power rankings, much more consistent than the Brownlow votes. <laughs> I'm going to assume you're either a Collingwood or a Bulldog supporter, whoever's texted that in, uh, because it's, it's a little bit of a... You need to calm down. <laughs> that was a bit weird, wasn't it? I sort of was looking at it from afar. Not that you want to take anything away from Lockie Neal, but hmm. there was some there was some weird things going in there. Very much so. Very much so. But it's almost like, I, I That's guess... It's no different to every other year, though, is it, Nimsy? I mean, from yeah. what I've seen, it's always a bit controversial. Yeah. Everyone always thinks... And remember, it does come down to, you know, ultimately, umpires, and they see something differently. Although, the, the and I'm getting on a high horse here, Lockie Neal, uh, where he got three votes, was the same game where uh, Charlie Cameron went and kicked seven goals. So seven I don't, goals. I don't know what Charlie needed to do to get That's them. a bag, isn't it? Seven <laughs> goals, that's a bag. Ten, yeah, five is pretty much a bag. Like, you know, right. And he didn't get the three. No. Stiff. Just like, and, and Did he get <laughs> two? Stiff. Did he get two points? He got the two, yeah. Oh, he's stiff. Yeah. But, um, but would yeah. That, if it, sorry to digress. If he'd have gotten the three, would that have given him the brown light? Uh, well, it would have put Lockie Neal down. Uh, right. And maybe Nick Dacos or Marcus Bontempelli would have had it. But you, know, look, yeah, right. you can debate all of this tomorrow morning with Gary and Tim. All right, guys? Right. Okay, right. yeah, do that. <laughs> um, do that. Because we've got plenty to get through. And there's, of, and there's a lot of people that do want to get in touch with us on our text line. 0433 98 11 16 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. On the 40 Winks Temper text machine, Temper a matless, a matless, a mattress wow. like no other. <laughs> And 40 Winks are serious about sleep. But uh, Sean in the Wild West has texted in saying, hey, with David and Penwright off the Team 18 next season. Now, that's unconfirmed there, David. Nah, he's going. <laughs> the Penwright bit? Yep. I know. I know. It's yeah, not yeah. officially announced, though, Matty. Oh, but that doesn't matter because we, we can. Yeah, we that's can, we're, uh, we're, we're an unofficial you know, yeah, that's true. The cars that's we can just say what we want. And, you know, if, 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 if it does pop up in a... a a certain person's email address, and he manages to tell us on a on a public yeah. forum. Yeah. Um, so it's. I mean, here. we might we might get a Tim Edwards type spray from Charlie Schwerkolt on that one. <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> I hope we do, guys. <laughs> Bring that sugar on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would you like an Would you like an open forum and debate with Charlie Schwerkot, Steve Johnson? Oh, that'd be great. It'd be pretty much all of two words. <laughs> <laughs> you were asking what you'd call someone from uh, Fakatani. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Sean from the Wild West has asked: um, With Grove yeah. out with a major sponsor next season, does anyone think Boost Mobile will be there with Richie? Now that was pretty much. Um, when when Richie was announced to be signed with yep. the Groves, yep. it was basically like Peter Addison was very strongly said, like I got nothing to do with this. This is all off Richie. Like this is off talent. Yeah, yeah. Look, and but but he could. Is that, he is that could. Peter's way of? Is that Peter's way out of not having to give any cash? <laughs> wow, well, I just I. It would be I, look. It would be nice for Peter to do it because Peter's not going to be buying a team, as we know, anytime soon, Stevie J. Mm. So he loves an opportunity. Mm. So maybe he could get in there. Um, I I don't know whether it is. I, I'm pretty sure that that Penrite is is gone to Team 18. Whether it's a two car or one car, I'm not too sure. But I mean, it would be good opportunity if they're on the hunt, if they're in the look, and we know that Stanaway is his boy. So it wouldn't surprise me. Put it that way, Steve. Mm. Uh, another one here too. Um, this is from Jeff in Hamilton Hill. Hey boys, hey Jeff. I know the supercars are in some turmoil at the moment, but Bathurst is coming. I can't wait. It's the highlight of the year. The barbecue's clean. The esky's waiting. Bring it on. Yep. I can't agree more. I can't agree with you more there. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you too, mate. As much Taking... as we're all annoyed, Stevie J, it's the, it is the best weekend of the year for us in motorsport. Yeah, mm-hmm. Taking away all of the you know, yep. the controversy and everything that we talk about and this and that and parody, who cares? Let's just have Let's a good time. Yeah, we're still going to be there watching. With the mates, we're still going to be there watching. We're still going to be cooking the barbecue. You're still going to be drinking the beers, and gatherings. It's what we want, everyone. Gatherings, um, and we need our motorsport family together. What's your What's your break? What does Mrs. Johnson serve up? Breakfast. I mean, typically, probably nothing because you're usually at the track. But uh, the last time I was at your joint for Bathurst, there was like a smoker rolling, and then there was the food was out of control. But what's the Sunday morning board affair at the Johnson house if you're all in the house for Bathurst Sunday? What gets oh, rolled out? Oh, mate, it'd be, it'd be probably Vegemite on toast, maybe oh, avocado, right. poached eggs, crispy bacon, you name it. It's, it's there. It's there. Do you know what it is at my bit joint? A bit of grilled tomatoes, some hashies maybe, a oh, couple yeah. of little... Chipolata sausages, little mini gelons on the on the yep. plate. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is at my joint? What's that? Mom champagne. Cereal. Nah, mom champagne. You do you oh. do a champagne breakfast. Like a cup Mate, day. Mrs. Mac, <laughs> when she rolls out on uh, Bathurst Sunday, she she gets out of bed first, she rolls downstairs, and my alarm clock is not the opening credits to supercars, it is the popping of a champagne cork. Such is the fan of Mrs. Mac on Bathurst Sunday. So uh, looking forward to bacon and egg rolls on the barbie with a glass of champagne on Bathurst Sunday. Not bad. Served by Mrs. Mm. Mac. Not bad. Not yep. bad yep. at yep. all. Yep. Not bad. Um, uh, Graham's going to text it in. To make the Bathurst race exciting, I was thinking a top 10 reverse grid. Still doesn't help Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and three laughing emojis. Very cheeky there. Very cheeky there, Graham. Very, very good spec. They should take a leaf out of two touring car masters and just do basically a full reverse grid, I think. <laughs> you could do <laughs> that. That would help. Uh, here we go. You could do that. Here's another one uh, too that's jumped in on the text line from Brad. Acknowledge it, fix it, and get back to what we love. Simple here, as here, that. Brad. Yep, here, here. Pretty simple, isn't it, Brad? 
You think? Pretty uh, simple, but uh, another, can't seem to do it. Another one too from our buddy Greg in Upper Coomera. Boys, the real issue, there's so many podcasts and e-news sites now that they're all fighting for breaking or relevant content. There's only so much new news that is out there to report, so they invent some spin on something. That becomes clickbait with no content or context. And I, I fully agree with you there, Greg. I don't think it's unique to motorsport, though, because no, it's how, not. how often do you see, like, you know, you know, someone's just taken a screenshot of Jason Tamalolo's Instagram and put up, like, you know, oh, Jason takes family to dinner. Yeah, and all of a sudden that's a that's a Daily Mail article, so. and it's and it's a weekly discussion on the sounding board with Hacho and Damie, Damo mm. uh, clickbait. It's just it, it is what it is, and unfortunately it is the way of the media at the moment. And when you're when you're on the other side being reported on, you just have to be really careful about how you respond and how much oxygen you give to that sort of stuff. Like this week we saw. We may not get to Tim Edwards tonight because we're, we're sort of racking up, but we, we saw this week um, Eddie Jones being accused of midway through the campaign of the Rugby <laughs> World Cup going off to Japan and having that discussion. Well, the reality is Eddie Jones just said, right now I am committed to the Wallabies. And that's probably what Tim should have, how he should have dealt with that. Right now I am committed to Tickford Racing. So... We are in that environment, unfortunately, now where clickbait is prevalent amongst journos and journalistic organisations. And if you're being reported on, you just have to be really careful. It's it's actually pretty funny because so this is when Eddie Jones was asked about you know the coaching. Uh, here's what he had to say: Do you see yourself having another four-year project in New well, England? I tell you, Nick, the only thing we're worried about now is having a few beers, and that's the only thing we will worry about. And <laughs> after we have a few beers today, we'll probably have a few more beers tomorrow, and then probably Monday, and then maybe we have to pull up stumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you answer it. <laughs> so it's a good segue, though, Matty, because let, let's talk about Tim Edwards, because he is, of course, confirmed to leave Tickwood. Tickwood? Tickwood. <laughs> oh. Do us a favour. Can you go and change the batteries in your mouth? Because <laughs> I think they might be running down. Holy dooly. <laughs> Sure, you haven't got any little sandwich bags hanging around. Get it on like a fucking chop. You haven't been at the Deli M, have you, brother? <laughs> I can tell you right now, uh, no, there's been no visits to the uh, to the Crown Casino Audio Hub, right? That's for sure. Um, so, oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, the big news, obviously, was, of course, Tim Edwards is confirmed he's leaving Tickford Racing. Um, yes. He's been part of the squad since 2005. He's seen two Bathurst 1000 wins, 2013 and 2014, and one Supercast title as well in 2015 during his tenure. Um, this is basically a, a big restructure at Tickford. Um, it, they're going from four cars down to two. It's it's a, It's a... Well, it's a big moment in the team's history, wouldn't you say? Because the guy that's been there from the pro drive days and everything like that is out the door, and it's really a new era starting next year. Steve, if I look at my business experience, I turn around and say there are some moments in life throughout a business career that you are presented with an opportunity to do something that perhaps is not being thought of. And I think Tickford's opportunity here with scaling back to two cars as much as Tim has been an incredible stalwart for that team, 20 years and all that kind of stuff. So last 20 years and anything is pretty good. Right. So I, th- I think that the opportunity for the business to be able to either promote from within and or seek an external uh, direction and a unique direction to that culture is probably a too good an opportunity not to pass up. So 
you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think this decision, Stevie J, is because of something that's been either done or hasn't been done. I just think it's an opportunity, and probably for Tim too, to be quite frank. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see where he's at, you know, in the next, you know, between now and the end of the year, obviously, and, and what he's going to do exactly. I mean, there's obviously rumour and innuendo about what opportunities he may have that we've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't really want to elaborate on that too much because, you know, as we say, it's just literally um, a little bit of rumour at the moment. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, obviously. I think with the, the interviews and, and the way that um, he handled them, I think it, it, it showed that he was under a fair bit of pressure. And, and not only, um, you know, from... I guess the team, um, but maybe the how how that whole uh, scenario unfolded. Maybe they weren't expecting to have to announce that so early, but because of the rumours that got out there and was reported on, um, they were forced to. Maybe it was going to be an end of year thing. Um, yeah, totally. Need to yeah. do, and that's why he was under so much. That's why he was so frustrated. Um, in, in those interviews with with uh, AVL and so forth. So yeah, I mean, I'm not obviously not. Not, I don't condone what he did and said and all that sort of stuff. I think that was wrong. But, um, you know, I think that he definitely, as you said, could have handled it a little bit better. Uh, I think what you are. What are you laughing at, Matthew? What, what, what I, just saw a te- I just saw a text miss Nimsy come in from uh, number ending in. God, my glasses are so it's GL. bad. GL587. It's, it's, from, it's from Graham. Is that from GL? Yeah. Uh, did Nims Graham. mix up the Fizz Whiz bag tonight? Whiz Fizz bag. <laughs> is it Whiz Fizz, fizz, fizz bag. is it? Whiz Fizz bag. There you go. The whiz fizz bag. Graham, I know, I know I'm up early. I'm not up that early. I'll put it that way, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stevie, I reckon you're spot on. Mm. I, I reckon a decision had been made and possibly even put to bed with comfort, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's come out three to four months prior to expectation, and it's just which, – which possibly puts his next step in jeopardy as well. So whilst everyone might have been comfortable with the decision and comfortable with – releasing it at the end of the year, all of a sudden it's come out of nowhere, potentially jeopardising the next step, and that's when you get an emotional and irrational decision, uh, a response yeah. to to questions like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, he didn't cover himself in glory. I think it's one of those moments he'll look back on and probably regret saying that and some of the text messages that I've seen as well that have been sent out post as well. Speaking about that and, and people obviously not handling things that well, guys, I just want to let you know that um, I've had to move around my uh, my schedule here, my segs, so much tonight. It's doing my head in because I'm so OCD. And this segment was meant to be about reading a few texts and doing Formula One. And we've just gone to Tim Edwards, and I'm I'm just I need a rest. I need a rest. <laughs> but you need you, to lie down. Me. Yeah, I need a Bex and a cup of tea. Right. Okay. All right. Are you, have, have you got a Bicky? Because I see you chewing on something on the screen there in Sydney. You found a you found a Bicky jar somewhere. No, I didn't find a Bicky jar. I found a I found some oh. pins. Oh, you found a bag of uh, salt, salt and vinegar, and vinegar original thins. salt and vinegar thins just out of interest. <laughs> yeah, they were in a Coles bag, so I'm sorry if it was someone's lunch here tomorrow, but <laughs> I'll leave some. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that you what. bloody Steve Johnson was in here again last night. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, the fridge was empty. Well, I was looking up for some chocolate. That's all I could find. Steve Johnson getting amongst it. <laughs> I wish I could eat them. I wish I could have some chips and chocolate. Well, what we are going to do is we will take a quick break and we will talk Formula One next here on The Driver's Seat because we have to mention uh, the work of Oscar Piastri. It is The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping Australia and New Zealand. Back with all the latest from Formula One. 
is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Great to have your company here on the driver's seat. And thanks for all your messages and correspondence throughout the week. Remember, you can get us around the clock on our social media and make sure you download the driver's seat app for your smartphone on the App Store and Google Play. Full show podcasts, interviews, news and much, much more. It's a must for all motorsport fans. Let's talk Formula One. Because the Japanese Grand Prix went and saw Melbourne-born Oscar Piastri, a hometown hero, score his first ever podium, which was Pretty, pretty good. It was a good day at the office for um, the guys at uh, McLaren, wasn't it? Oh, and when you look at Stevie J, our former Formula One competitors, Mark Webber, Ricardo, uh, Alan Jones. Uh, uh, Jack Brabham. Jack Brabham is the word I'm looking for. None of those guys, none of them, zero, have got a podium. In their first year, Stevie J. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so for Oscar. That's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, I mean he's just remember where that McLaren was at the start of the year as well. It was horrible. Shit, wasn't oh, it? He nowhere, yeah, wasn't so, it? Yeah. Shocking. Um, and just to talk about Oscar a little bit, you know, I don't know him personally, but um, I know someone who does know him personally very well. That's obviously Mark Webber, his manager. Yeah. And um, excuse me for a moment, Matthew. I need to cough. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Thank you. And uh, that was very polite, wasn't it? That was just fantastic. Mate, your radio skills are just (laughs) top level. That was outstanding. I could not hold that in any longer. I um, I could see one of your eyeballs about to fail when you grab the cough there. But funnily enough, um, I've learned The radio pro in the middle, Nimsy's lost it. He's absolutely lost it. The one guy that actually works in radio. Anyway. (laughs) Nimsy, you can tell me off air if that was the right thing to do or not. I just just love the whole discrepancy. I just love that. Pardon me, people. I'm just about to cough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Oscar's Oscar's feel (laughs) and understanding of this car or or, of any open wheeler that he's been driving um, apparently is phenomenal with regard to how smooth he is, how he can feel the tyre starting to slide just as it's sliding. So you're not having to correct a lot. Um, Yeah. And the person that I got this information off is, funnily enough, who I was with last week, is Mark Webber. Yeah, so right. So I had a really we good Porsche chat thing. to Mark. Yeah, we were doing a Porsche yeah, thing right. down at Tail and Bend. And, yep. uh, and Mark was there for two days. And uh, we had, you know, we obviously spent a fair bit of time together and uh, had a bit of a chat about Oscar and, and what he's been doing. And obviously this was literally three days before he was he was driving in, uh, in the Grand Prix yeah. at Suzuka. So, um, yeah, got some really, really awesome insight into... Uh, why Oscar's so good, why McLaren's starting to come forward. He's apparently is very, very, very good as a test driver and understanding what direction they need to go to make certain cars better. And funnily enough, he did say that Dan Ricciardo is amazing in, in the driving side of things as well, but um, was a little bit unsure of a direction of what to go with McLaren, and that's why um, it wasn't working for him. So right. it was very interesting to, to, to talk to Mark about this sort of stuff and um, and get a bit of an inside view um, from what he's... So he actually gave me the, the heads up about the uh, about the contract extension, you know, the day before it came out, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, nice. Um, I think he he is giving Lando a fair shake right now. Yeah. 
And oh, yeah. I know behind the scenes, and Mark knows, Lando is, you don't shit yourself as a driver, right? Like, I mean, he, he is much more worried um, and, and keeping much more of a close eye on um, Oscar than what he did with Daniel, put it that way. Well, we just had a, a message come through that just says, I reckon Verstappen's probably more worried about Oscar than Lando long term. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah maybe. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we've got to put you, when you when you stuff something up, you've got to put your hand up for it. We stuffed up at the start of this year, Stevie J, where I think unanimously we all said, what is Mark Webber doing putting this talented talented kid in the hands of McLaren? Um, it now, but it, made, but it made sense at the time. Like, well, it, well, it, well it, that statement it made, made sense, sense the, at the time. It, it made sense for the first third of the year, Matty. Yeah, let's be yeah. fair. True, it, true. It, 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 it's got a. It's not just one person doesn't turn around a piece of crap, right? No, of course and, not. And Oscar Oscar has ta- is a small part, and obviously Lando's a small part. And Zach Brown, the team principal, is a small part, and yep. every single guy and girl in that factory, um, oh, they'd be working plays ring a small off, part yeah. in getting everything right. So let's let's not sugarcoat this. It is a team effort. So yes. that team could have gone, and if their vision was one eighty degrees out, they could still be going down the wrong road and still be doing what they were doing at the start of the year. So you know, kudos to them to be able to turn it around and be basically the probably second to third best team on the grid at the moment in any team, uh, any racetrack they go to. Yeah. Well, certainly consistent, aren't they? Like, you know, Ferrari had their moment in Singapore, but then go to Japan and they're nowhere. Uh, Clearly the Red Bulls. McLaren were good in Singapore and we're in Red Bulls and McLaren's good. Yeah. Good in Monza. McLaren was good at Suzuka. So they're hitting some very, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, Maybe so, they could be a real that could be a real excitement package for next year. I reckon uh, another one too coming in from number ending in five eight zero. Is that you, Costa? Let us know. Um, if that is Costa, this is a great text. Uh, which one? Um, well, I'm just going. Oscar at qualified Lando last three or five races, and this one. Evening, gents. Oscar has won me over after I resented him for taking Danny Rick's seat. He's yep. humble, measured, and always looking to improve. P.S. When will Logan Sargent get the Chaminda Vass? Should be driving <laughs> slots. <laughs> oh, look, I, I think I think with one thing that has probably shocked me the most, Stevie J, is how calm Oscar's been. Mm. He didn't yep. get out of the car and jump around like a madman. He, I mean, Formula One podium in your rookie year, that is massive. And he just took it in his stride, sat in the driver's briefing room on camera, didn't talk too heavily, just sat there quietly. I think he's he's a bit of a special one. And, uh, you know, with a, if Logan keeps whacking the wall, boys, hmm. he's going to have to get the chim in Vars, which maybe then puts Liam Lawson into that chair for a year before he goes into Alpha Tauri, maybe. Yep. Uh, first race, Oscar had all the same upgrades as Lando and other messages uh, that just yes. come in. Yes, he did for Very the first time. They're on equal footing. Yeah. It's broken. Yeah, yeah. It's broken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but even even when you listen to his radio calls after the race, when they go back to them and say, you know, you can hear the you can hear the team in the background going full Deli M spec, uh, and and then he's just. Thank you, thank you, everyone. This is great. He's like the Kimi Raikkonen boys. He's like, Isn't he? like, there's, it's almost like there's no emotion. I'm like, oh, no, oh, this is gonna like. Hopefully, I mean, I'd love to, but geez, imagine if we got him on our show to interview him. Mm. Holy dooly. We, we <laughs> I need think to, we like, need to get. 
Nems he need to get the whiz fizz bag out. <laughs> <laughs> get a dose of the Dally M's. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, though. The, the and Look, while we're on the topic of uh, Formula 1, too, we do have to give a bit of credit to Max Verstappen. He got his 13th victory of the season. Yes. Red Bulls are secured oh. its second consecutive Constructors Championship title, sixth in the team's history. Uh, with six races to go, despite Sergio Perez yeah. retiring as well. So they've done phenomenally well the past couple of years. Um, Never seen anything like it, have we, Stevie J? No. He is just on another planet. He's in rare he? yeah. Absolutely. He is, uh, you know, I mean, you talk last year and you talk uh, SVG and, and all that sort of stuff. Man, he's he's on another, another level to that again in regarding dominance. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and it's not as though Perez's car. It's not as though Perez's car is so fundamentally different that Perez is on a hiding to nothing. Yep. He's pretty well got exactly the same car, and he ain't doing squat with it. So it just it shows you how good Max is yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah, absolutely. All, before we take a quick break and wrap it all up, uh, some good news for Danny Rick as well. He'll be joining Yuki Sonoda for AlphaTauri in, in twenty twenty four. So good to see two Aussies on the grid. Uh, in twenty twenty, Lawson was stiff. Poor old Liam. Jeezy did a good job. He was giving the heads up, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's giving the heads up. And and he will be be in Formula One, boys. He'll be in Formula One before we know it. Yeah, but what what an effort over the last three or four races. He needs to take Logan Sargent's seat at least to get some experience. (laughs) I agree. Um, uh, here's another one. Big G's message in quickly. Did anyone notice Lando push his way past Oscar to shake hands with the team pressure? Uh, with the team. Pressure. I didn't know. I didn't, Big G. And another one too. Last one. Uh, McLaren's improvement this year is unbelievable. I don't remember ever seeing an F1 team improve that quickly. Definitely ended up being a good choice to put Oscar there. I yep. Think yeah, yep. Absolutely yep. on the ball. All right. We'll Agreed. take a quick break and wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Our man Costa and Keelor has got in touch. Uh, it wasn't him that sent the text before, but he will say this. When Oscar takes that next, that next step, Lando will be going off his head when consistently beating him. I think you're pretty, uh, yep. you've nailed that one there. Or he'll be going to Red Bull or mm. Mercedes. But yep. uh, look, it's been a very, very big night here on the driver's seat. Huge week coming up. Yes. We need another hour to do this. Oh, it, it, it has flown by very quickly, yep. this show. But a big thank you to everyone for all your messages. Thank you to Molly Taylor for jumping on board. Big thank you to the SEN Sydney team for letting Stevie in as well, too. And apologies for uh, going through the snack cupboard there, Math White. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that is it from us. We'll be back again with another edition of The Driver's Seat. As always, once again, a big thank you to everyone for all your messages. And apologies once again to Mark Scaife. I'm just about over this shit. (laughs) We'll see you next week for the driver's seat.